Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. Power Your Parenting. Moms with Teen podcast is back. Today is the 29th episode. And true confession, it's been over a year since my last episode. Thanks to all my faithful listeners who've emailed me and said, Hey, when is your next podcast? And because of you, I'm upping my game and I've joined the C-Suite Radio Network. I'm so excited about this year. I have some great guests lined up that will definitely help you dial down the drama and power your parenting with your teen. It's going to be lots of fun. And to my new listeners, let me tell you about this podcast. It's for professional moms, stay-at-home moms, and everything in between. And if you are a dad or a step-parent or grandparent, of course, you are welcome. This information is helpful for anyone who is parenting a teenager or young adult. And did you know that early adolescence can start as early as 8 or 9? So when I'm talking about teenagers, I'm not just talking about teens in high school. It's fifth graders on up to early 20s. And on this podcast, you'll receive practical parenting tips, current research on teens, and helpful info that will help you reclaim your life, dial down that drama, worry, the stress, and really get the most out of these teenage years. And yes, you can actually enjoy these years with your teens. It is possible. So why do I host a podcast for moms of teens? Well, my whole life has been around teens. So a little bit about me. I'm a native Houstonian, and that actually is pretty rare. My parents um, came down from Chicago. They felt strongly that I should attend Catholic schools. And so I did for 12 years. So does this mean that I was a perfect little Catholic girl that never got into trouble? Hmm. Well, actually, I was far from perfect. I know that's hard to believe. My dad was always cheerful around me, but behind my back, he would complain to my mom about those low-life guys that I dated in high school. And for sure, I gave my mom lots of gray hairs. Growing up, I thought my mom was perfect. And she raised me to get everything right, which I failed at miserably. I feared my mom. I would have never talked back directly to her. I can't even imagine what would have happened. But I did push her out of my life. I built a huge wall between her and I that stayed rock solid till I was in college. I wasn't a bad kid. And my parents were definitely not bad parents, far from it. Just that there is no perfect teen or perfect parent. So, if you are an imperfect mom and you're parenting imperfect teens, this podcast is for you. I'll never forget, when I was a junior in high school, we had open forum, which meant we could leave the campus. So one day, I went home to study, and on my way back to school, I was in a rush. 
It was raining really hard, and when I drove into the school's parking lot, I whipped into the parking space, and bam! The hood of my parents' Chrysler Newport, which I called the barge, was over the roof of the car. I didn't see that there was a short cement cylinder that was supposed to hold up a light pole, but there was no light poles, so in the rain I didn't see it. In my shock, I tried to back up the car to no avail. Since the car and the motor was wrapped around that cement pillar, the car was totaled for sure. But the principal's sister Eloise called my dad at work and said, Mr. O'Grady, your daughter is fine, but she has dented the bumper of your car and it needs to be towed. Now, my dad was a smart man and said, why would you need to tow the car if she just dented the bumper? But he called the tow truck, and when he saw that mangled car at the dealership, his first response was not anger. He was shaken to the core and extremely grateful that I was okay. Now, I was scared to see my dad when he came home. I felt so stupid. It had been a horrible day. The sun had come out and all the kids at high school came out and looked at my car wrapped around that post. They thought it was hilarious, but I felt humiliated. I thought for sure I would never drive again. When my dad walked up to me, he didn't look mad. He gave me a big hug and gave me the keys to his car. He said, I don't want you to be afraid to drive. What? I couldn't believe it. Instead of getting yelled at, I was given grace. And you know, that's what I needed. I had punished myself enough. At that moment, I needed love and forgiveness. And I will forever remember that act of kindness in my life. And I never took advantage of my dad's generosity after that. Fast forward, I studied fine arts in college. I got my MFA in painting at the University of Arkansas. Because having been a resident advisor in undergrad allowed me to be an associate head resident for 400 freshman girls in the freshman girl dorm at the University of Arkansas. And I did this for three years. Now you can call me crazy, probably was. This was like a whole other degree watching high school girls transition into college year after year. And I learned a lot about parenting, about what works and what doesn't work. And I was really surprised because often the girls who went wild that first month, the girls that passed out at the frat houses, they weren't bad girls. They were the girls who in high school had been on parenting choke chains and had been heavily controlled by their parents. They went from having no freedom to complete freedom, and it was too much for them to manage. In high school, they hadn't been given the skills to set their own boundaries or find their own internal motivation. They relied completely on being told what to do by their parents. Now, in contrast, the girls who had a longer parenting leash in high school, the ones who actually even got in trouble in high school, fared better. They were wiser, and they, had, they knew how to rein themselves in if they got off course, 
if they had been partying too much or falling behind in school. When I graduated with my MFA, I applied to hundreds of colleges to teach art, and to my surprise, an old friend called me up and said, Would you like to go on Young Life staff in Houston? Well, Young Life was a non-denominational Christian youth ministry for teenagers, and I told him, No way. Number one, I did not want to move back to Houston, and number two, why would I want to do youth ministry? But I felt the pull, and again, no one was more shocked than me when I called him back and said yes. I was an area director for Young Life for 10 years, and little did I know it, I was really doing qualitative research with teenagers. I got to know thousands of teens in their natural habitat. I'd visit them at lunch at the high school campus, go to their musicals, football games, watch their dance rehearsals, go to their sports practices, and I'd take them out of town with a lot of other people. I'd take kids backpacking in Colorado, lots of camps. It was about a 24-hour bus ride from Houston to these camps in Colorado, and if you stacked how many times I've ridden with a busload of teens for 24 hours, I would have lived on a Greyhound bus for four months. So I saw lots and lots of hilarious interactions on those buses. So I love teens. I saw the best of teens during this time. I love their exuberance about life, their hilarity, their willingness to just go for it, take risks, try new things, their sense of adventure, how loving and teachable they can be. And I would listen to them, to what they were excited about, what broke their hearts, when they felt shame, betrayed, rejected. I listened to a lot of boy and girl drama and lots of complaining about parents. And then one day, when I was hanging out with teens at McDonald's at a lunch, during their lunch break, uh, I talked to this one girl who was in line, and I said, How are you? And she said, Well, my father just ripped off my door and burned it in the fireplace. And then another girl told me that her parents got so mad at her that they grabbed her arm and broke it. Whoa. I realized that if I was going to keep helping teens that I needed more education, I was way over my head. My MFA in painting and drawing wasn't helping. So I went back and got another master's in marriage and family therapy. And after I graduated, I worked in the child and adolescent department for UT Psychiatry for 19 years. I supervised child psychiatry fellows and psychology residents and master-level students. I supervised the residents behind a two-way mirror and worked with families and teens of all economic status and a diversity of cultures. I also consulted on the adolescent unit at the county hospital. So where during the Young Life Leaders, I saw the best of teens, and this is where I saw the worst-case scenarios. I supervised and sat in the room with every parent's nightmare. From failed suicide attempts that had left their daughters blind and paralyzed, to head injuries from car accidents, substance abuse, psychiatric disorders. 
and I'm definitely not blaming the parents. However, I saw over and over how important the parent's role is for their teen's healing and well-being. I was known in my community as the expert on teens, and I spoke frequently at our state conferences for the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapists. Now, you would think that after all my experience, that I would be a rock star at parenting teens. Well, fast forward. My daughter was now 11 and very preteen. I'd been a licensed therapist for 16 years, an expert on teens, when I had my first big mother moment. I had an agenda and she didn't get it right. And one day that frustration boiled up and I laid into her. But when I looked into her eyes, my heart sank. I'd become the enemy. She didn't shut down. She fired back, slamming the door and me out of her life. I thought, what happened? I love teens, and here I'm repeating the same pattern that I had with my mom. I didn't want my daughter blocking me out of her life. Five years later, my daughter attended a prestigious high school for performing arts and decided to quit dance and change schools because of the pressure and knee injuries. But I loved that my daughter danced. This was not at all my agenda, but still this crisis drew us closer as mother and daughter. This time, my daughter confided in me. There were no angry words. Most importantly, there was no wall. This door stayed open. So how did my relationship with my daughter go from being the enemy to her ally? Well, it started with me. I recognized that my agenda had turned me into a 24-7 hall monitor, sounding like, clean your room, start your homework. It's time to go to bed. The problem is that a monitor is a monologue and not a relationship. It factored my daughter out of the equation. Now, I'm supposedly the expert on connecting with teens. So what happened with my daughter and I? Now, I knew all the parenting theories. I knew at some level that a 24-7 monitor would push my daughter away. So why did I do that? I found the answer in neuroscience. I researched all about the teenage brain and how that interacts with the mom's brain. I wasn't aware that so much of our reactions with our teens are unconscious and automatic. No one can push our buttons more effectively than our teenagers. Another big factor that impacts our relationships with our teens is that we live in this overscheduled culture, and we unconsciously drop a key ingredient in parenting our teens, which is pretty simple but it's having downtime or just hanging out. Without downtime, our relationships become pressure cookers. Our homes become pressure cookers. There's no time to let off steam. And this hurts our attachments. This hurts our relationships. And yet research clearly states that a healthy attachment with our teen is key to their well-being and success. 
So today, I want to leave you with three key tools. I talked about this in my TEDx talk in Wilmington, Delaware. And you can watch my TEDx talk if you Google Colleen O'Grady TEDx. So what are the three key strategies that you can use to dial down the drama and reconnect with your teen? Well, here's the first. It's the lost art of hanging out. So what are the elements of hanging out? Mom takes off her monitor hat, and her daughter knows it. She no longer gets that look, but a smile, which is her signal that it's safe to approach mom. Hanging out is when mom lays aside her agenda, if only for an hour. It is a pressure-free zone, because nothing needs to be achieved. Mom and daughter can both exhale and relax. And this is where the magic happens. Hanging out time creates an inviting atmosphere for your daughter to approach you. The second key strategy is what I call positive distractions, which is really your daughter or your son's bid to play. Now, play can feel like a big waste of time, but there are really important benefits. Play lights up the entire brain and it helps moms attune to their teens. Dr. Stuart Brown warns us that the opposite of play is not work, it's depression. And there are a lot of depressed and anxious teenage girls and and boys. But can moms really play with a teenager? Yes, but it looks different with a teen. Recently on a vacation, my daughter saw me reading Dr. Stuart Brown's book, Play, And she said, oh my gosh, mom, why are you reading a book on play? I can show you how. And our teens can. They'll say, hey, mom, listen to this song. Watch this video. And though it feels frivolous, if you accept this casual invitation, it's opening the door to your teen's heart. The beauty of positive distractions is that they often lead to the third key strategy of spontaneous check-ins. This is when your daughter says, Mom, guess what? Now your role is to be curious and listen and not to frown at that big pile of clothes on her floor. Now if you keep that monitor hat off, she will freely open up. These spontaneous check-ins maybe last about 15 minutes before... They're off to the next thing. But these daily positive experiences build a bridge of connection that can be his and her lifeline. Now let me offer you a fourth strategy, which I call soothing conversations. And this is an opportunity for deeper intimacy, especially with your teenage daughter. But beware, these are treacherous waters. When your daughter comes to you negative or upset, that monitor wants to say, get a grip. But this is not what she needs. Now, what your daughter needs is what we all really need, which is to be seen, understood, and to feel unconditional love. Teens are often lost in a sea of difficult emotions like humiliation or regret. Helping name these emotions is soothing. 
Empathy and kindness also calm these stormy waters. Advice comes later. Making time every day to hang out for positive distractions, spontaneous check-ins, and soothing conversations not only dials down the drama, but it opens up amazing possibilities for mothers and teens. So this year, I would like to challenge you to spend 15 minutes with your teen every day. Often, these are just ordinary moments and won't cost you a lot of money. Moments like passing by your teen's room, while you're making dinner, playing basketball, or watching a show. It's so easy to downplay the importance of these seemingly insignificant daily interactions. However, creating these little positive experiences every day can build a healthy connection with your teen that changes everything. My daughter is now 22, and she is one of my most favorite humans on the planet. And I did enjoy our teenage years, and neither of us were perfect. And I did what I'm asking you to do. Every day I looked for these 15 minutes. Often it wasn't convenient for me. I had to put my computer down or not watch my show or get off the phone. But these moments changed our once turbulent and draining relationship in her preteen years into a relationship that was and continues to be fun, enriching, playful, authentic, and meaningful, and one that I cherish with all my heart. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. Colleen has two L's and two E's. Sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You'll get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnect with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. Uh, published by HarperCollins, plus a free subscription to my weekly e-zine. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.